Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament Podcast. Today's episode is going to be Judges chapter 1. So I'm going to read a little introductory stuff about this uh, section here as we get into the book of Judges. When Joshua and the leaders of Israel who served under him died, the national spirit of Israel also died. Tribal loyalty replaced national unity. Each tribe began to look to its own resources without giving help or asking aid from their fellow Israelites. Joshua's generation remained faithful to the Lord, but spiritual apostasy soon occurred in the following generation, and there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which had been done for Israel. A, time of co- a, time, a period of time covering between 159 and 319 years. From the death of Joshua until the prophet Samuel, Israel is not united. Judges' rule might, like, might much like among the Nephites. There were twelve judges, although only one was actually a judge. There were more like they were more like heroes or leaders. But the book of Judges is not a history of Israel during this time, but rather stories that show the cycle of apostasy and repentance among the Israelites. Some of those mentioned are types of how Israel was, and some were called to deliver Israel during their times of repentance. Some of the judges lived at the same time as others. Some judges were only to certain localities and were not to Israel as a whole. The twelve judges and their victories spoken of in the book of Judges were as follows. Othniel of Judah, victory against Cushan-Rishathane. Ehud of Benjamin, victory against Eglon of Moab. Shamgar, victory against the Philistines. Deborah, Ephraim and Barak, Naphtali, victory over Jabin and Sisera, Gideon of Manasseh, victory over the Midianites and Amalekites, Tola of Issachar, Jair of Gilead, Jephthah of Gilead, victory over the Ammonites, Ibzon of Bethlehem, Elon of Zebulon, Abdon of Ephraim, Samson of Dan, victory against the Philistines. These judges were not judges in the legal sense, but heroes upon whom rested the Spirit of God and who led single tribes or groups of tribes in military campaigns to free Israel from periodic foreign oppression. The rule of each judge was temporary, and in no case did these leaders receive the allegiance of all the tribes. Only in the case of Deborah is there any hint of a judicial function among the activities of a judge or savior. And that was out of the Encyclopedia Judaica Jr. Why is there not much detail of the history during this time period? The history is primarily that of the kingdom of God and only secondarily that of individuals or periods. We don't have any record at all of of five of the judges. The mission of the judges was local and temporary, God raising up an individual in a time of special need. The main message of judges is that when Israel keeps the commandments, they prosper. When they don't, they are defeated and put in bondage. Sounds a lot like the Nephites, doesn't it? The book of Ruth also happens during this same time period. 
In Numbers, it talks about Israel had been commanded to get rid of everyone in their boundaries, or they would be a problem to them later. It's the parents that did not do their duty of driving out the inhabitants of the land that proved a problem to their children to the fourth and fifth generations. The book repeats seven times the phrase, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Keep in mind that prior to this time, the Israelites were nomads with no permanent structures. They learned from those that lived around them of farming and construction and craftsmanship, but they also adopted some of their pagan ways, like shopping on Sunday, going to sporting events on Sunday, not reading their scriptures, or having family devotionals daily. This account is a repetition of the story found in the last half of the book of Joshua. Now we're going to get into chapter 1 here. The following information is of special interest in understanding the order, the other historical books of the Bible. Judah was able to control the inland hill country of southern Canaan, but they could not drive out the inhabitants of the Shephthalon and the coastal plain, the Philistines, apparently because of the chariots of iron which the Philistines introduced. The real reason for their failure, however, was that they had lost the power of the Lord through their lack of faith and, of the, and by their disobedience. The holy area around Bethel was captured and controlled by the house of Joseph. Even though the Israelites were supposed to drive out all the heathen inhabitants of their promised land, they failed to do so. Numerous unconquered cities remained, and the presence of these people and their gods proved to be a thorn in the sight of Israel for centuries to come. This account is a repetition of the story in Judges chapter 2. This is a repetition of a story found in the last half of the book of Joshua. The following information is of special interest in understanding the other historical books. Alrighty, let's go ahead and into the chapters here. Now, after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered thy land into his hand. And Judah said unto Simeon, his brother, Come up with me into my lot, that we may fight against the Canaanites, and I likewise, likewise will go with thee into thy lot. So Simeon went with him. And Judah went up, and the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their, into their hand, and they slew of them in Bezek ten thousand men. And they found Adonai Bezek in Bezek, and they, found, and they fought him against him, and they slew the Canaanites and the Perizzites. But Adonai Bezek fled, and they pursued after him, and caught him, and cut off his thumbs and his great toes. And Adonai Bezek said, Three score and ten kings, or seventy kings, having their thumbs and their great toes cut off, gathered their meat under their ta- under my table, as I have done, so God hath requited me. And they, bought, and they brought him to Jerusalem, and there he died. Why cut off their thumbs and toes? This was so they could not wield a sword or march to battle. Interesting, isn't it? Now the children of Judah had fought against Jerusalem and had taken it and smitten it with the edge of the sword and set the city on fire. And afterward the children of Judah went down to fight against the Canaanites that dwelt in the mountain and in the south and in the valley. And Judah went against the Canaanites that dwelt in Hebron. Now the name of Hebron before was Kiraj Arba, and they slew Sheshai and Ahiman and Talmai. And from thence he went against the inhabitants of Debir and the name of Debir became, or before was, Kiraj Sephir. And Caleb said, He that smiteth Kiraj Sephir, and taketh it, to him will I give Ashka, Ashka, my daughter, to wife. 
And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, took it, and he gave him Aksah, his daughter, to wife. And it came to pass, when she came to him, that she moved him to ask of her father a field. And she lighted from off her ass, and Caleb said unto her, What wilt thou? And she said unto him, Give me a blessing, for thou hast given me a land, a south land. Give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the nether springs. And the children of the Kenite, Moses' father-in-law, went up out of the city of palm trees with the children of Judah into the wilderness of Judah, which lieth in the south of Arad, and they went and dwelt among the people. And Judah went with Simeon his brother, and they slew the Canaanites that inhabited Zephoth, and utterly destroyed it, and the name of the city was called Hormah. Also Judah took Gaza with the coast, or border thereof, and Ascalon and with the coast thereof, and Ekron with the coast thereof. And the Lord was with Judah, and he drove out the inhabitants of the mountain, but could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley, because they had chariots of iron. And they gave Hebron unto Caleb, as Moses said, and he expelled thence the three sons of Anak. And the children of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem, but the Jebusites dwell with the, with the children of Benjamin in Jerusalem unto this day. And the house of Joseph, they also went up against Bethel, and the Lord was with them. And the house of Joseph sent to dis- describe Bethel. Now the name of the city before was Luz. And the spies saw a man come forth out of the city, and they said unto him, Show us, we pray thee, the entrance into the city, and we will show thee mercy. And when he showed them the entrance into the city, they smote the city with the edge of the sword, but they let go the man and all his family. And the man went into the land of the Hittites, and built a city, and called the name thereof Luz, which is the name thereof unto this day. Neither did Manasseh drive out all, drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shean and her towns, nor Tanakh and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Dor and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Iblium and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Megiddo and her towns, but the Canaanites would dwell in that land. And it came to pass, when Israel was strong, that they put the Canaanites to tribute, and did not utterly drive them out. Neither did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites that dwelt in Gezer, but the Canaanites dwelt in Gezer among them. Neither did Zebulun drive out the inhabitants of Kitron, now the inhabitants of Nahalalal, but the Canaanites dwelt among them and became tributaries. Neither did Asher drive out the inhabitants of Akko, nor the inhabitants of Zidon, nor of Alab, nor of Aksib, nor of Helba, nor of Afik, nor of Rehob. But the Asherites dwelt among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land, for they did not drive them out. Neither did Naphtali drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh, nor the inhabitants of Beth Anath. But he dwelt among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land. Nevertheless, the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh and of Beth Anath became tributaries unto them. And the Amorites forced the children of Dan into the mountain, for they would not suffer them to come down to the valley. But the Amorites would dwell in Mount Herez, in Ajalon, and in Shalbib, Yet the, land, yet the hand of the house of Joseph prevailed, so that they became tributaries. And the coast of the Amorites was from the going up to Akrabam, from the rock and upward. So that's the end of the first chapter, and let's see what happens next time. See you next time. Bye.